Digital Marketing Radio, episode 166. Social media advertising today. DigitalMarketingRadio.com Digital Marketing Radio is part of the 3B Podcast Network. UK casters talking business growth. Find out more over at 3BPN.com. The big interview with David Bain. Now today I'm joined by a man who has spoken at many top search marketing events, including Inbound, Search Love, SMX, PubCon and much more. He regularly shares his advice on Social Media Examiner, Search Engine Land and Social Media Today, and he's founder of WordStream, a leading search marketing software and services provider based in Boston, USA. Welcome to DMR, Larry Kim. Hey, David, thanks for having me. Great to be here. Well, great to have you here. Uh, Thanks for joining us, Larry. Of course, you can find Larry over at wordstream.com. So, Larry, does advertising on social media need a completely different mindset and strategy compared with more traditional pay-per-click search marketing? Yes, it absolutely does. Uh, So, in search advertising, uh, that's what I would call direct response marketing. So, you're going right after people who are searching for a very specific thing at a specific time. Uh, so, um, you know, that has like really high conversion rates because of the strong commercial intent. Uh, social advertising, on the other hand, is, is a little different because no one's actually searching for something. You, you know what I mean? Uh, you're going after the target buyer in terms of their demographics, behaviors, and interests uh, in, uh, that match the, the types of people who your business caters to. Uh, and, and what you're trying to do is make it, you know, so that they remember your brand uh, because they're not really searching to buy something right at that moment. Uh, you're hoping so that they'll remember you, and then later, when the need arises to buy whatever it is you're selling, uh, they'll, they'll make that connection and, and, and either you know, do a direct search or, or search for your stuff uh, and, and, um, and be biased towards picking you out of the list because they've heard of you before. Do you see what I'm saying? So I guess that's the biggest mistake that um, a lot of businesses make to start off with in social um, media advertising. They try and replicate what they're doing on existing pay-per-click search activities and that won't cut it on social media. Yeah, so social ads, it, it's, it's basically indirect advertising, you know, going after people who are matching your target audience but who haven't yet figured out that they need your stuff, you know. Uh, and, and, and both are important. Like, uh, I would argue that search, uh, search marketing, so both paid and organic search, isn't actually growing your market. Okay, David? So like, okay. if you're doing PPC and SEO, what you're doing is you're harvesting the existing market uh, of people who are already searching for the products and services that you're selling. You know, you're, you're, you're going after uh, the existing market. Uh, you're not actually creating demand that didn't exist. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. Whereas in Facebook, if you're, if you're talking about your product and services to, to your target market, they may have not yet decided to buy this thing yet. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and so you're actually generating new demand uh, for, for the product where, where it didn't exist previously. It's an important distinction. And I think uh, you know, more, uh, more mature, smarter companies realize the importance of both activities. So would you say it's fair to say that Facebook is the, the biggest social media advertising opportunity for most businesses at the moment? Yeah, uh, you know, Facebook is to Twitter as Google is to Bing. You know what I mean? It's, okay. it's kind of like, you know, they're both, they're both big, but one of them is much bigger. Yeah, it know? depends on the market you're in. The USA, I guess, Bing's a bit bigger than the UK here. Yeah, but my point is, yes, yeah, you're right. Facebook is... Uh, what is that, one and a half billion users or something? That's yes. like most of the planet. Your, your target market is on Facebook, I guarantee. 
you can't argue uh, with that or you, you can't actually forget about Facebook, certainly for, um, for, for many opportunities nowadays. So, I mean, specifically what type of advertising Facebook tends to be quite effective at the moment? Um, so the most effective uh, stuff in Facebook, in my opinion, is content promotion. Uh, so obviously content marketing is super popular and, and you know, like you're an SEO and you're doing all this like blogging and stuff like this. Uh, and, and it used to be that uh, the way that you would get people to read your blogs and all this stuff was, uh, you know, showing up in people's Facebook feeds. Now, of course, uh, organic reach is, is less than 1% right now on average. So all those people who liked your, your fan page, uh, you know, less than 1% of them are on average seeing your updates. And so I think a really leveraged, uh, you know, form of advertising on Facebook is to just use Facebook for content promotion to get back that reach that you've lost. It's not free, but if you, if you do it smart, uh, it can be done very, very cheaply. Uh, so for example, uh, one of the things I talk about in, in a lot of my blogs is, um, is only promoting your very, very best stuff. I call these your unicorns uh, because they're like your top 1% of, of your content. And that top 1% of content has such high engagement rates. Uh, and and the, the way that Facebook ads work is it rewards high engagement with low cost per clicks and high uh, high reach. So, so that's, that's what I would do. Okay. And uh, what would you say then if you're talking to a marketing director who wants an immediate call to action and struggles with the concept of actually driving people towards content with not necessarily a, a call to action in there? Sure. Um, you can still you can still do that's you can still do a, a form of direct response marketing on Facebook. It's just a little bit indirect than than a Google search. Okay, okay. so what what you do is you 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 promote some content that's memorable, inspiring, uh, and 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 uh, gives people lots of confidence in your brand. Okay, so like a, a great just like a story, like some kind of blog post. Okay, now when they visit your site, you you tag them. Okay. So, so you tag them with a remarketing cookie, sure. okay? So that when they leave and go back to Facebook, then you hit them up with an offer, okay? You say now, now buy our stuff, okay? So it's it's a little indirect. So, so you see what I did? Like I first biased you into clicking towards my site, then I put you in my cookie pool, then I told you to buy my thing. It's rather okay. than just saying buy my thing right away, even though you've never heard of me before. Uh, and 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 this is a much more effective way of doing this because there's like a self selection happening. Okay, so like if 5% of the people click on your, your promoted post, okay, that means you're, you're whittling down the audience to just the people who are interested in this stuff. Okay? Uh, and then when you remarket to that 5%, no one says you have to remarket to all of them. You can overlay certain filters in terms of like, you know, their income level or their, you know, their um, job titles or, or industry, like, you know, anything really. There's 2,500 of these different demographics, interests, and, and, and behavior filters that you can apply to audiences. Uh, and, and basically, you can remarket to a fraction of that remarketing audience in order to then convert that into, into sales and leads for your business. So that, that's, a, that's kind of the, the play there. And compared with more traditional pay-per-click search, does the process of driving people towards content, retargeting, um, once they actually um, are back on Facebook, um, and then obviously clicking back through to your site, does that process tend to be cheaper than just buying keyword phrases and pay-per-click search at the moment? Uh, it is cheaper. Uh, so let me explain to you why. Uh, so direct response marketing on search is remarkably high conversion rates. We're talking like, you know, three, four, five, you know, 
even to 10% conversion rates from those clicks. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, because they're, they're looking to buy something right then. So obviously there's a strong purchasing intent. The only downside here is that the cost per clicks aren't free. Like, you know, a cost per click on Google in the United States could be, you know, $50 or $25. You know what I mean? Like, it's, 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 people have heard of this. So, so uh, and, and there's limited inventory that you're chasing after. So, so what you have in search advertising and SEO, which is similar, like it's a lot of competition uh, for for uh, you know very very high conversion rate stuff you know mm. um, so uh, in, in social the the conversion rates are are lower I mean because they're not looking to buy right away but the cost per clicks are substantially lower you're not paying twenty dollars a click you know it's more like two cents a click and so if if you can get these you know so what if the conversion rate is ten times lower on Facebook if you can get the the, the cost per click for twenty times cheaper. Uh, then you're still 10 times ahead. You see that math, yes. how that works? Absolutely. The, the other thing that's super important about this is that you're going after people who weren't necessarily in the market to buy your thing to begin with. And I would argue that that's a, an even more valuable customer because you're going after people, you're growing the pie, you know what I mean? Rather than just fighting for your share of the pie. It's um, an interesting concept. I hadn't really thought of it like that before. So I, I, I like that way of thinking. I'm just thinking, is bidding for a generic keyword phrase in paid search not growing your pie as well? Um, or would you argue that um, you should already know about that customer because they're already searching for the kind of keyword phrase that is related to what you do? So by the time someone does a search for it, they've already decided they want to buy your thing. They, they 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 just they want to buy something. They just don't know where to get it from. Okay, and if if you're engaging with your customer at that time only, uh, it's your chances are it's it's a coin toss. You know what I mean? It's like you versus the other five seven ads on the page. Okay, and maybe yeah. they'll pick you, uh, and maybe they won't pick you. Okay, but if you can get to that person using social ads before they decide to search for something. Okay. Then it's like it's like priming the user to be biased towards selecting you from the search results. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So people overwhelmingly click on the search ads of, of brands that they've heard of before. Overwhelmingly, by three times more likely to pick a brand that they've heard of than one that they haven't. And so uh, by doing this, you're you're kind of giving yourself a remarkably unfair advantage uh, as opposed to just being one of the seven ads on a search result. Uh, you know alone. And do you think this is a good process to follow even if your market is B2B? Oh, especially if your company is B2B. Like B2B, the problem with B2B challenges uh, is that you're, they're often building these new technologies and new solutions that no one's ever heard of before because it's new. You see what I'm saying? And that means yeah. that there's no existing search volume for this stuff because like you're searching for some weird solution that never existed before and no one's searching for it. And so uh, particularly in B2B, what I find is that companies are going after a target buyer, like a demographics, like certain job titles, certain type of industry, a uh, certain type of employer, a certain type of industry, certain years of experience, this type of thing, like where you're going after with certain behaviors, like they buy uh, other marketing software or, or, or stuff like this. Uh, and, and so that is remarkably uh, better suited for demographic uh, targeting uh, as opposed to, to keyword targeting where, where the, the inventory is just not there. 
So I'm sure companies have come to you and said, um, I tried Facebook advertising, but it didn't work for me. So what's generally some differences between a company that is ultra successful using Facebook advertising and a company that just didn't quite cut it in terms of um, whatever metrics they wanted to focus on? Sure, David. The, the number one, uh, the biggest mistake that uh, companies make when they're doing social advertising is is promoting junk okay like they'll put a, they'll put some piece of sponsored post that has like a one percent engagement rate okay uh and they'll say well you know we ended up paying five dollars a click for this stupid promoted post because it had a one percent engagement rate uh and and you know that and then it had a half a percent conversion rate and so you know this was terrible like i'd rather do you know something with a higher conversion rate if i'm going to be paying five dollars a click what they don't realize david is that the reason why you're paying so much is because of that crappy engagement rate. So uh, the, the Facebook uh, ad algorithm dramatically rewards high engagement posts with dramatically lower cost per clicks. And the reverse is also true. It penalizes brands and companies that try to promote junk by taxing them with ridiculously high cost per click. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So your, your cost per click, if you're promoting junk with 1%, it's going to be 3 4 $5. But if you're promoting a piece of content that has 10 or 20 or 30% engagement, then you're going to be paying like 18 cents or 10 cents or 5 cents or even 2 cents a click uh, for these clicks uh, because the engagement is so high. And, and not only that, um, there's this notion of, of earned engagement. Because you're promoting content that is people are engaging with, like they're liking it, okay? So David, if you like the, the blog post that I shared and you like it, I have to pay for that like, but uh, if your friends then in interact with that post, because now they're going to see like, oh, David, you know, liked this thing, you know, uh, mm. if, if any of your, you know, 500 or 1,000 friends say, then click on it, that's free. Like that's earned engagement. Do you see what I'm saying? So yes. second order effects, you don't have to pay for in, in, in social ads. It's the same thing with Twitter. If, if, you, if you retweet my ad... I have to pay for that. But if any of your friends see that and they they click on it, that's free. And so since the whole strategy here is to share and promote things that are highly likely to to be uh, reshared, uh, then then you end up getting an effective cost per click that's like, you know, it could be fractions of a penny. I've gotten it down to like one uh, one eighth of a penny. So like sharing a 60, 60% engagement post, you see what I'm saying? So that it would yes. just get so many reshares and stuff like this, that, that it, it was, it was like a, it was like a nuclear reaction. It was like cold fusion. It just kept on generating. The more I promoted it, the more free, free clicks it generated, you know, wow. it, it, once in a while you, you, you stumble upon these things. So that's the number one mistake is just like promoting junk and the cure is to only promote your unicorns. And your unicorns, it's, a, it's my terminology, it's not an official word, uh, I just call these your, your best stuff. Like I'm sure, David, you've, you've seen it in your own blog content that there's you know, five articles that generate more than all the other articles. Like, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's like 80-20 or 90-10 or something like this. Like for WordStream, 50 articles generate half of the traffic uh, on, on WordStream.com. Like, uh, you know, we've got 1,600 articles and 50, 50 of them generate half the traffic. So those are my unicorns. Uh, so those are the things that you should be promoting uh, and not the donkeys. The donkeys are the, 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 the you know, the, the ones that go nowhere. Like, don't, don't waste a dime on those donkeys. You're better off spending it on the unicorns. And are most of your unicorns at wordstream.com, are, are they actually intentional unicorns? Or did they just happen to be that way? Did they just happen to resonate with people? Um, you know, 
you sometimes you get it's it's a bit of both. Sometimes you get lucky. It's like holy crap, I didn't I didn't realize this was going to do so great. Okay, uh, <laughs> that's like you know that's like the crashing your your car into a gold mine <laughs> by accident once in a while. Uh, but but usually it's the case that you, you you have a topic and an idea that's so great that you're you have a hunch that will do well uh, and and that it does well. So it's it's both. Um, hey David, just on the on this topic of like the biggest blunders. So the, the biggest blunder is definitely promoting donkeys instead of unicorns. Uh, the other idea is, is like in budget allocation. So say a company has a thousand dollars to spend. The biggest mistake they do is they say like, oh, we have a thousand dollars we can spend on on social ads this month. Uh, let's uh, we, we're going to have 10 p- updates on the Facebook page this month. Okay, so let's equally divide the budget $100 to each post. And no, 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 that's that's a terrible idea. <laughs> like, what you really need to do is not do that because that means you're promoting your donkeys. You see what I'm saying? What you should be doing is saying like, I'm going to post my 10 updates for this month. See which one did the best, and I put the entire thousand dollars of social advertising budget behind that one post that did the best it's a little like how on blackjack if you've got a really really good hand and the dealer is showing a really really bad hand you want to move all in on that on that uh, hand you know what i mean like put more money on the table because you have reason to believe that this is is, is going to be more profitable you, you see what i'm saying Yes, absolutely. So, so promoted posts. You've mentioned promoted posts a few times. So, is is that the the, the initial place to actually spend your money on Facebook? Yeah, it it, it depends. Like, there's uh, it depends on the goals of your 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 uh, your company. I mean, if you're doing e-commerce, obviously the place to go is 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 Facebook product listing ads using remarketing. So, remarketing mm-hmm. to the people who who checked out your product pages but didn't buy. Uh, if if you're if you're doing uh, lead generation. Uh, then I would be I would be pushing people to content first, and then remarketing to them using a lead generation ad format, which is it, it, it captures their lead without them having to type anything in. They just push a button, and it sends over like the contact information, and that has a very very high con- conversion rate. Um, you know, if if you're doing um, uh, just trying to build your brand, another really co- uh, compelling option is video ads. Uh, so because they're just so much more engaging. Um, and more memorable, like the whole point of advertising. Do you know what the point of advertising is, David? It's to bias people, okay? And in order okay. to bias people, you have to be memorable. Like, they have to be able to remember you. And so video ads are just so much more uh, memorable than just vanilla, you know, text. Uh, and, and just, uh, you know, th- th- there's a couple other formats, like a click campaign that's like, uh, that's just basically where you're paying for clicks as opposed to engagement. But my point is that if you're, if, if you're only promoting highly engaging stuff, uh, then you might as well just do the uh, engagement campaign. Yeah. So we've spent most of the section discussing Facebook, um, reasonably so. Um, what about Twitter advertising? Um, what are you finding to be the most effective thing to do there now? Sure. The crown jewel of Twitter advertising is custom audiences by username. Okay. okay. So, so David, I can curate. It's very easy to, to, to find people's uh, Twitter names. You just search on Twitter, and you'll you'll find their names. You know, uh, and and you know who hangs out the most on Twitter? Journalists. You know, they're 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 on Twitter like more than any other group of people. So like, if you're doing PR, uh, what you should be doing is curating a custom list of like the thousand most influential people and journalists in your space. Okay, and every time you post like a new update or a new blog post, you got to make sure that those influential people actually see it. And because 
it's they're only charging you know it's like five dollars for like a thousand views or something so like if, if you have a thousand it could be like the editor-in-chief of business insider or it could be like you know the editor-in-chief of, of, of cnn like you can just get their their addresses just by looking at looking looking them up on twitter uh and then you can promote that content to the right people and not have to spend more than twenty dollars because you know if you have a list of a thousand people and you want to show each one of those people your ad you know two or three times that'll be like fifteen dollars so that's a uh, not a bad deal and and uh, i've done this and and i've created globally trending news stories that have generated tens of thousands of news pickups across like all of the major news international news outlets worldwide and and you know even gotten like spots on 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 the bbc radio and and cnn and fox business and 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 uh pretty much every every imaginable outlet in the world and it's 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 for for you know twenty dollars or less that was absolute gold i think so dear listener go back and rewind and listen to the last two minutes again in fact listen to it all again but um do that um target those top thousands prs in your industry deliver your best content towards them and then come back and tell me and tell larry how you did <laughs> right right so it, it, it's just basically a super influencer super influencer strategy you can still do this on facebook it's just harder in facebook you can create custom audiences but it requires phone numbers or emails of the mm. username uh, of, of the user that's not impossible to to obtain but it's substantially harder to find than twitter names so what are your thoughts on the future of social media advertising then larry are we going to dig in with Facebook and Twitter? Are there other networks that are up and coming? Are there different types of adverts we're going to see? Um, the biggest advertising play right now is Facebook by a landslide. The second biggest is Instagram. Uh, so, you know, that has more users than Twitter, more users than LinkedIn. You know, it's by, by a landslide. Uh, and, and uh, you know, that has visual content that appeals to a lot of these business-to-consumer businesses, you know, B2C. Mm. Uh, so uh, those those are two I would be uh, hanging out on uh, Facebook and Instagram. The neat thing about this is that they use the same ad targeting system, so you don't have to like do a separate platform. Uh, beyond that, you know, Twitter is very interesting for for PR, uh, and and that and that's it. <laughs> like uh, I'm not very interested in LinkedIn at all. Like it's like six dollars a click, you know, flat rate kind of thing, and that's really. Basically, there, there's no incentive to promote great stuff on LinkedIn. When I do a LinkedIn campaign, because it's flat rate pricing for click, I just promote garbage because I don't want anyone to click on it, right? <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> because, you see what I'm saying? Because so, so, you have so to pay you, if you, you promote com- competitors' content then. No. <laughs> no. No. I promote my donkeys on, on LinkedIn because because uh, basically by you, you, you don't have to pay if no one clicks on it. You, you see okay. what I'm saying? You're brand building. Yeah. Whereas on on Facebook, if you promoted donkeys, you would get slapped with a massive tax that would right. make the, the the click like you know two hundred times more expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I love your terminology, donkeys and unicorns. Wonderful. <laughs> well, um, let's segue into the second section of our discussion. So that focuses on Larry's thoughts on where digital marketing's been and where it's heading. So starting off with software, I couldn't live without. So Larry, what software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you, it would significantly impact your marketing success? Um, well, let's see here. I use extensively Uber, like to get around. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like a real productivity hack, like to be able to just work instead of spend time in traffic. Um, I use uh, 
uh, let's see here, Twitter tremendously. Uh, that's another software program that I use for, for mass communication because, like, you know, uh, I've got you know half a million or so you know, people who follow me, and so like it's not possible to do that with email. You need to do some kind of a communication tool. Uh, I'm really into Facebook ads, Twitter advertising, uh, those systems, Google Analytics, uh, Salesforce.com, uh, Marketo. Uh, another one that's really interesting is called BuzzSumo. Mm -hmm. BuzzSumo is, uh, you know, influencer marketing kind of finds, helps finds what's what's trending. Uh, so th those would be some of them on my list. Uh, any, any other ideas there? Like anything else to add? Anything? Any questions here? Well, that, that's a that's a decent list there, and I'll certainly go through them and include link, links in the um in the, in the podcast show notes there. But slightly more challenging question: What piece of software don't you use, but you've heard good things about, and you intend to try at some point in the near future? Um, you were mentioning a, a product for video marketing just a minute ago. I can't remember the name. Yes, I'm I'm giving it a go at the moment. Uh, Vmix.com. Um, so, at the time of talking, obviously, it's just been announced that um, Google Hangouts on Air is um, perhaps heading away. Uh, so, we obviously are scrambling for different um, methods of um, producing and broadcasting live video, and that could be one of them. So, definitely, I will be checking that out, out in the next week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, a software you don't use, but heard good things about from me there. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll include uh, all the links to the uh, recommendations in the show notes, of course. So, but let's move on to... I wish I would have. So, Larry, I'd like you to look back on the very first day that you're involved in trying to market a business online. What didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently? Huh. Well, um, if we're talking specifically about marketing here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so WordStream is a pretty big company now employing... Um, you know, hundreds of people and with tens of thousands of customers. So things turned out okay, um, you know. So I wouldn't change every, too much. But um, one one thing uh, that I might have changed is uh, the emphasis of direct marketing versus indirect marketing, brand building. Okay, so uh, WordStream, like the first two or three years that I was uh, building the company in terms of the marketing, uh, there was a huge focus on this SEO and PPC. Okay. okay. Uh, and, and in fact, uh, uh, to the, such a intense focus that we didn't do anything else. Okay. It was like, you know, you could look into our, our Google analytics and it would say 90, 97% of the, of the traffic came from organic search. Mm. And of that organic search, uh, you know, 3% of it was branded. 97% of it was unbranded searches. You see what I'm saying? So it was it was kind of like we were the the internet marketing company that no one had ever heard of but just stumbled on by accident because I, you know, did link building or something a certain way sure. and, and and people ended up finding it. You know, I now realize like, you know, how important it is to actually build a brand and and so we've since diversified our our marketing efforts to include more than just SEO and PPC. I think that's one thing that, that that Google's done really nicely to SEOs, they've they've, they've gently pushed them in a direction of um, proper marketing and um, building a brand, as you say, instead of actually relying on generic search and um, driving traffic from just any old keyword phrase in relation to what you do. But if if you do that, people you know are experiencing you for the first time, and they might not even remember you, of course. They, they might be in the early stage of actually considering a purchase instead of actually seeking you out because they've heard of you and you've built that reputation. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of what we were talking about at the beginning. Mm. 
Well, let's move on to the this or that round. So this is the quick response round. Ten quick questions. Just two rows here. Try not to think about the answer too much, and you're only allowed to say the word both on one occasion. Ready to go? Yeah, let's do this. Email or Twitter? Twitter. Audio or video? Uh, video. Affiliates or display advertising? Display advertising. Facebook or Google Plus? Give me a break. <laughs> What's Google Plus? <laughs> You're about the third or fourth person in a row that's had an answer like that to that question. <laughs> um, online press releases or one-on-one relations? Uh, influencer marketing one-on-one relationships. Okay. Paid search or SEO? Uh, well, uh, I run a paid search company that does a lot of SEO, so I guess I have to you, you say both. Email contact form or telephone number? Uh, email. Website or app? App. Social subscriber or email subscriber? Social subscriber, even though the reach is terrible, you can still use those emails. And local marketing or global marketing? Um, well, for me, global now at this point with, uh, you know, 60, only 60% of the, the revenues are coming from Canada and the United States. The rest are inter- like outside of um, We got through it with uh, just the one both. So that was um, fantastic. I was a little surprised you actually selected app rather than website. Why is that? Oh, uh, apps are going to win the war of the, of the internet. I mean, it's, it's, it's the writings on the wall, the mobile web. It's, it's just, you know, people spend more time in apps than they do on the websites, uh, like on mobile, like substantially more. Uh, and, and that happened in 2014 and this trend, I see nothing, you know, going to reverse this trend soon. Um, you know, Google is trying to fight back here with like stuff like AMP, like trying to make the the mobile web like substantially faster and more responsive. But it's, I mean, it's you know, there's just so much more you can do in an app. So, so I think the future uh, of the internet is is, is going to be more appy than mobile web. So, should most businesses seriously think about incorporating an app as part of their strategy if they aren't already? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, tell me a business and I'll tell you like, you know, what, I'll give you an example of an app that they should be making. Uh, yes, you, it's like the idea of not having an app is analogous to the 90s when people were wondering if I need a website or not, okay? And, and I'm like emphatically, yes, you need an app. Uh, there's some people, uh, you know, smart people who I respect and admire who, who say that this is not the case. You don't, actually don't need an app because apps are winner take all or something like this, like that there's only like 20 or so apps that people actually use, you know, like Google Maps or something like this. Uh, but but I, I couldn't disagree more. I mean, this is like, this is the future. People, the, the way that people are going to access the internet is through mobile and the way they access stuff on mobile is through apps. And do you need to have apps for iOS, Android, anywhere else at all? Uh, just those two. Okay. Um, okay. And, and, and even just one, if, if, if you're B2B, it's overwhelmingly iOS. Yeah, yeah. The $10,000 question. Now, if I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single thing to grow your business, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success? You know, David, the most leverage uh, that you can ever have 
in terms of sales and marketing is is this notion of a growth hack. Okay, it's not it's not um, you know spending a you know money for for Facebook ads or, or spending money on on on, on, on on anything it's 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 basically um making your product better all right that's that our product or service better that's where the leverage is so i just want to give you one example david um uh about five years ago uh myself and and two other engineers we we built something called the adwords grader okay it, it's like this you know free online tool that just downloads um you know some 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 data from your AdWords account, uh, and then it compares it to like all these other you know, companies in the same industry and in the same location uh, using similar keywords as you, and, and, and gives you a score. It's kind of like Zillow. Have you ever heard of Zillow? Yes, uh, it, I have. It, it, it tells you like how you're doing, like is your click-through rate or cost per click doing it, you know, versus other competitors like you, and gives you a score, like 60%, okay? So that took three people three months of time to build, okay? Now, that has made WordStream the difference between like a single million, you know, dollar company to, to being like, well, I'll just put it this way, substantially larger, okay, like by orders of magnitudes. Uh, and, and the reason is because now we've got this tool that, you know, we don't even have to advertise. Like tens of thousands of people use every month for free, you know, and, and it's like the perfect sales tool because like, you know, I get in perfect information about these, these customers about like where they're struggling. And so when I call them back, I could say like, Oh, I saw you were struggling in these three areas. Can we help you with them? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It gives me perfect information on who not to call. Like if, if the company is like doing so well and, and there's like no problems whatsoever, I'm just going to be wasting my time. Nothing I do will, will improve their results because they're already perfect. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I can, I can learn about their spend if it's, like in my sweet spot like this notion of like a i would spend the ten thousand dollars hiring like three engineers for for a month uh to, to to come up with some clever uh growth hack to to make your product or service like you know a hundred times better and 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 that would would make the difference you see what i'm saying yes great answer so are, are you essentially saying that um if a business is profitable already the best thing that they can focus on is improving what they do rather than actually spending more marketing what they do already that's where the leverage is like like you're saying if you only had x dollars yeah uh, now you know in reality businesses have more than x dollars and so they can do both uh but but if you had to choose you know the most leverage is in improving your product and services my number one takeaway well larry you have offered a lot of great advice in our conversation but what is the number one takeaway what's the single most important step that our listeners need to take away and implement in their businesses so we've been talking a lot about digital trends and advertising and and, and growth hacking i think the number one takeaway is just to be the unicorn in a sea of donkeys uh <laughs> you know there's just so much crap and garbage out there uh you know the key to success is just being the remarkable company that it, that isn't a donkey. Be the unicorn in the sea of donkeys. I want to see a few tweets out there saying that, uh, dear listener. That's a, that's a wonderful quote uh, and a, a memorable one as well. So, um, yeah, uh, that takes us to the end of our discussion today. So thank you so much for your time and your advice, Larry. What, what's the best way for a listener to find out more about you and what you do? Uh, I'm on Twitter at least 22 times a day. So just you know, hit me up on Twitter, Larry Kim. Superb, and obviously links to that in the show notes there as well. So yeah, thanks to Larry, and thanks to your listener too. If you enjoyed what Larry shared today, tell us what you think. An iTunes review is always good, and I might even read it out on a future episode. And if Twitter's your thing, at David Bain is my handle as well. 
Maybe it's your thoughts on this episode, maybe it's your thoughts on what we should discuss on future episodes. Whatever it is, it would be good to hear from you. But, until we meet again, be fantabulous and do one thing that scares you. Adios. Thanks again, Larry. Thanks, Great episode. Thanks.